0: I'm Alexandra Kreis, and you're listening to Outer Travel, Inner Journey. Hello, everybody. I'm sitting here with, today, with Daria Martens, a Jotish uh, based in Berlin, currently. Hello, Daria. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming in today. This was meant to be an entirely different setup, but due to the virus pandemic, (laughs) we have decided to do this online, as everybody else is pushing their things online these days yeah. so um daria i met you a while back and then it kind of i think it really clicked between us and for those who are listening to my podcast you know <laughs> you will notice that i meet a lot of people interesting people and that's a little bit the heart of how i bring guests to the show. And What kind of brought you to me was that you work as a Jyotish also with the understanding of Ayurveda. So that's where we kind of intersected at that very moment in time. And um, I remember so well without wanting to give too much private information, but that was you... You just said it, that was your fourth move into a different country and your body naturally was affected and wasn't kind of coping. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate a little bit more why you're moving so much and yeah, what brought us together maybe? And
1: Yeah, yeah we met back in the summer and uh, I was looking for an Ayurvedic practitioner because I leave Ayurveda to be the answer to um, many questions and problems people have especially physical and I've I've used Ayurveda um, for the last many years and so h- having moved to Berlin um, I wanted to find a, a good practitioner and you were very close to me so when I reached out and we had a great exchange and uh, um, I did rely a little bit on the fact that as an Ayurvedic practitioner, you might know of Jyotish, which is what I do uh, professionally. And so based on that, we had a very good conversation and connection. And to answer your question of why am I moving so much, um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, uh, this was never my plan in life. I, 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 you know, I was born and raised in Russia and... I remember um, having dreams as a young child that all I wanted was to be with people, know people and travel the world. I I remember having that very distinct dream. Uh, However, I don't think I ever in my life, in my young life back then thought that I'd live in another country. And uh, yeah, at 19, I moved to Canada um, to actually, help establish uh, one of the centers for my spiritual teacher and um, I really thought it was going to be a short trip because I I was 19 and I was naive and I thought you know it's just going to take me six weeks or six months or something like that and then I'll go back to my studies but that was not the case and um, you know upon his request I actually stayed in Canada and in Toronto I was and learned English and all these fun things and then i met uh, my future husband um and that brought me to seattle um so west coast very different mentality very different place i had to go through a whole other round of immigration um by that point i was already a canadian resident not yet citizen um and that was quite challenging too and um my partner then had um Children from Australian uh, mother, and so that brought us to Australia some years later, <laughs> which then brought another a cycle of immigration. And, yeah. and though all of those three places spoke English, um, or the, the 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 language of those countries um, mm-hmm. is English, they're completely different places. They're completely different mentalities, and they're completely different individuals and and cultures. And yeah, and my marriage ended last, um, well, November 2018. And for the last few years before that happened, I've actually been really drawn to Germany and I've been really drawn to Europe in general. And I've also had this wish and a promise to my teacher um, to learn German. Hmm. So when, when my marriage broke, then I... Jumped, and I found myself in Berlin.
0: Yes,
1: and um, yeah. and I'm currently experiencing quite a bit of a culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. So a to answer your to- question, I don't know why I've moved so much. It's just hmm. what has been happening. My curiosity. Yeah, it.
0: and that's a lot of outer shifts you've been going through. Would you say that there was a common threat to what you know, like like a a, a thing that would keep repeating itself, like a mechanism or pattern in you when you come into a new? Uh, I mean, I know that for myself, when I move countries, when I move cities, there is so much reluctancy first in me, you know, like, I mean, my very own pattern is, you know, stubbornness and rebelliousness. And then even though I want it, you know, I do it because I want it. And then I find myself stuck between my uh, inner and outer expectations, which I'm not meeting at all. I don't know. What was your experience in all these moves?
1: All of what you've just described.
0: Uh, all
1: of it. I think I think my underlying pattern is I feel like I have no roots. Yeah. And every time I move, that really reveals itself, which especially now with this last move and the big change of my life also involving so much my heart and letting go of my family, mm. um, that really brought me to really knowing and I'm building up on that knowledge and solidifying that as we speak that that true home is really our mind you know and that the outer circumstances um, the way I perceive them is an opportunity for me to really liberate myself from a lot of my habits a lot of my limitations a lot of my Needs and wants and things like that, and we so much identify with our environment, um, not only as we are as an individuals, but also what makes us happy. And I and I found a lot of my sadness uh, has been because you know I don't know my way around, or I cannot fully express myself, or understand what is spoken around me because I'm still not speaking German. Um, And just comforts, little comforts, you know, having kitchen the way I wanted, having bathroom the way I wanted and things like that. All of this really
0: pushes one's buttons, but I really see it as an opportunity for freedom, for real deep inner freedom. And what I hear you say in between the lines, or maybe I got that wrong and I put my own spin onto it, but I know what you're saying, you know, the moment... We think, I mean, when we come from an established home, because it sounds like you had longer times in all these countries, you know, and and then it's almost like we think we are so free, but we're not. We think we can let go of things. And it seems like to me... The things that, like you described them, that reminds me so much when I moved to Ireland, I was missing simple things like the cheeses I loved, you know, or Mm -hmm. as you said, just to speak a word of German once in a while in, in a nice way to have an encounter with my heart where I don't need to think so much, but that where everything kind of streams in the logic of how we've been brought up in a certain society with a certain cultural background. But what I also heard you saying is then when we have a spiritual practice, like you have yours, um, you're part of a Buddhist sangha, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Buddhist sangha. And, you know, I come from the yogic Ayurvedic tradition. And then to notice that even though the spiritual practices can be refuges, they can be kind of the thing where you, I remember myself arriving in Ireland and then, suddenly developing a home practice which was very difficult before for me you know and then and then but i noticed that it wasn't that at all but that the practice was just a mimicking of the situation i was longing for and that practices need to go much deeper is this what you were saying or where you were headed when you kind of touched upon the practices that you that are coming up and you know you notice you need to definitely to revisit yeah Yeah. definitely
1: i i I truly find that to be the the only true refuge the only true truth we can rely on um and we use those practices to access our own internal potential um Hmm. so yeah for sure this this has been my best friend and this is the one thing that I can never lose, yeah. This is one thing I can never leave out or forget or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's really the source. And as challenging as it is to observe oneself and one's attachments and one's aversions and one's needs mm-hmm. and things like that, um, the more determined I am to actually let it all go, yeah
0: what part it, are you letting go that's what i was picking up on what is it you letting go or what you find yourself letting go it can be
1: this 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 pattern we have to identify with we are so who we are is what we do or where we live or you know in america it's like the car you drive or which school your kids go to or something like that right very important <laughs> <laughs> um and, and, to really identify with that which is aware with that which is the space itself and and if we can do that, then actually every situation is enjoyable because then we 're free from attachment we 're free from aversion we 're free from that separation that there is me and then there is the rest of the world, and if we really look at it, you know everything is interdependent, everything is in, mm. is in interaction, and so the more we're able to be in this moment and here and now, the more we're able to really connect to that richness. And the suffering, the pain that I feel every time I move Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that I separate, yeah? I separate, oh, my home was like this or my friends are so far away or um, this cheese I cannot get and I don't even know where to and things like that, yeah? Mm -hmm. And... I mean, if I I did this exercise of writing down what I like and what I don't like about my life, and everything that I do like has to do with essence, has to do with substance, and everything that I don't like has to do, where do I get these things? I don't even know. And where do I put my this or that, you know? Yeah. So I think liberating oneself from that really allows one to tap into a deep, richness of every moment in every environment and every situation and really see the beauty of every yeah. every place country mm. culture person and so on and yeah. that's really what i strive for and this is also what drives me and this is what i love so much about my moves that i am exposed to so many different ways of thinking and looking at things and you know having lived very much in the eastern, eastern mentality and then having really lived for so long in western mentality now living in west in east berlin also seeing how the two are really mixed i mean it's fascinating for me it's all about hum, human mind and i'm fascinated
0: by that mm. i totally hear you i um i think this has been my own recent development the sense of that when the pra- that's what I call when the practice becomes rigid when we think like oh I sit down on this cushion and I do a certain gesture or I do a certain I don't know you know like when you do your prostrations um, or whatever that is my practice and then that's another separation from being a spirit on a spiritual or awakening path you know that, that we yeah. when we have these places that we need initially like kids need you know like babies need something to get up and on you know they kind of use Mm -hmm. everything to climb up but when we mistake the things that we use to hold ourselves up and you know gain like knowledge of space and where we are in this world universe you know then we are so much in you know the denial of what's around us and that causes us what we call suffering probably you know what Mm -hmm. um, the buddhists call the suffering yeah and interestingly you also took then even a wider world uh, view you know through the lens of astrology if you're not familiar maybe you can say a few words uh, to for for listeners what is the distinction between like astrology and jyotishry huh? hmm. I, I mean like as in western and so on and so forth yeah
1: hmm. well jyotish one could argue is older yeah derived from vedas the the wisdom of ancient India which gave birth to so much knowledge such as Ayurveda yoga and so forth and Jyotish really deals with timing of things and really um, aligning oneself to the natural through the timing um, and the big difference to western astrology is the type of calculations we use and We actually divide the zodiac uh, um, by lunar division, and we pay attention to the lunar division of zodiac more than the solar division. So the solar, we have 12 signs. and Jyotish, we have 27, some say 28, what's called nakshatras, or lunar constellations. So that gives us quite a lot more precision. And... um, Joitish is very predictive. So a really good joytish she could predict a lot of things far in advance. My teacher for for sure can.
0: Yeah. Um, so why can they do that is that so much true the constellation or is it because the vedas are less rigid than like you know calculations i think the vedas are they come from really the essence of life you know they come from understanding and observation and in the wording of themselves there's a lot in between that which we can't translate into uh, our languages you know so I find when I when I hear you, you know, relaying Jyotishri to the Vedas when you and then you talking about what they can do. And I heard also lots of interesting stories about what a Jyotish can do. You know, beyond mm-hmm. that, what an, a Western astrologer would deliver. Is this because you were requested to do? Different practices or develop different hindsight what kind of practices do you have to do or is this just me making up things <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh, I, I don't think it's you making up things and and I think uh, an authentic uh, Vedic Astrologer Joy Tishi would be trained in all aspects of Vedic knowledge hmm. um, so we all have to be somewhat educated in Ayurveda, somewhat educated in, in yoga, somewhat educated in the language, um, and yantra and music and, and things like that. I'm nowhere there yet. Yeah.
0: Well <laughs> so, we only started a while back.
1: <laughs> right. So this is this is such a big spectrum and, and truly the more I learn the more I find out how much more there is to learn. And and it's really uh, zooming in more and more and more. Um, And at the same time, having the knowledge I already have can contribute so much wisdom to us and and to myself and to my clients and and things like that. So I think joytish is the natural law it's 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 one of the aspects of the natural law and and i at the same time don't know anything about western astrology okay and if that's part of it or not hmm. but i think for me that's the essence of joy Yeah. it's it's the science of light it's it's bringing a, a perspective to a person's life through the different angle like turning on the lights in the dark room and saying, ah, wow, this is what it is.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And you were saying something along the lines when we talked earlier that it helps you these days, it helps you to navigate your everyday life. You know, how, how do you feel inspired and um, why would you recommend maybe other people to do that as well or get inspired by it? yeah I mean from the moment I came in contact with Joy I really
1: tried to uh, listen to the advice of mm-hmm. that wisdom uh, and align myself to it and of course from the moment I started studying it uh, that had to become who I am you now so so for sure I I always look for good timing to start new journey, or move, <laughs> or to uh, start new projects, or schedule interviews, or something like that, mm-hmm. and, um, and that is for sure helping me to, to find that richness of the moment, and, and to really uh, capitalize on that, or to, to gain a mm-hmm. And for sure, with the current environment, um, as we all speak from our homes Mm -hmm. (laughs) these days, um, you know, we knew something was coming. We knew that 2020, 2021 are going to be pretty tough financial years, especially on the global level, stock market and things like that. Mm. I myself could not have predicted what was the cause of it. Um, but also observing certain patterns and movements, um, I could also see that, you know, it is difficult. It is also impermanent. I could see why it is impermanent. I could see when certain cycles are ending, when new planetary shifts coming in. And that of course gives me a perspective. And it also gives us a perspective to really understand what is most beneficial, uh, to do in this moment of one's life. Mm. And so for me that has been such a key uh, element and to really um, allow that process take place in me and awaken the wisdom that has uh in, that is inherent in that um yeah that's, mm. that's how i've really benefited from the knowledge of joy and this mm-hmm. is what i also really like to bring up to, me, to my clients
0: yeah, it, I mean, when I was younger, I, I loved you know talking to healers that would tell me things that I couldn't see or know, and you know maybe if I had listened a little bit more inwards, it would have you know my intuition would have kind of guided me without the knowledge. And then when I started to get readings, you know, astrology readings, as you said, you know, the moment uh, I had my first reading, it was somebody lit up a room for me. It's like, yes, how did he know all this about me? I don't believe this. And the next thing is, of course, I struggle sometimes with those predictions. You know, I, I do struggle in a sense that, oh, should I get another prediction or not? Or shall I, you know plan on being intuitive and just go with whatever will come anyways you know i mean something will come and one of the lessons in my own you know spiritual practice is to be adapt you know just to become more adaptable to situations in mm-hmm. order to reflect nature you know and to reflect my inner nature so how do you see that you know where do we where are we advised or where does it make sense? Where can it be in our lives if we're not like you able to read the chart every day, you know, and without going like, Oh, I have to read it, you know, <laughs> being obsessed with it. What is your on take on that? Well, it's a, it's a very important
1: question and a very good one because I mean, for me, when I came in contact with Jyotish, I was exceedingly skeptical hmm. um, and it took me some time to really open up to it. And it only, it, Took time by observation that everything that uh, that lady who then later became my teacher of Joytish, you know, said actually happened. Yeah, so on one hand, every prediction that Joytish makes comes with underlying foundational thought that we all have free will, so we can always influence and impact the outcome. Hmm. For me, what is very helpful is to understand my options and to understand what is the best choice that I can make that can benefit myself and many others for the farthest future possible. So when I make certain decisions, it's really about what is most beneficial in the longest term for most beings. And that I would like to know because I also feel as a human being, I have a responsibility, not only to myself, but to my fellow humans, hmm. <laughs> to be an example, to be someone who carries wisdom and compassion and be the pillar in today's society as well. Hmm. So for me, the, um, uh, I can understand how some can become obsessive and I've, I've known such people and clients, and my job as a joy toship to actually make my client independent, mm. and to bring my client to his or her own inner alignment. Mm. Of course, I'm not responsible for that. The client always is, mm. uh, but that's what I think we all mm. uh, as an individual should do, and, and the more developed we are as human beings, as spiritual beings, the less the need of astrology is actually
0: need it hmm. so That's- it's the inclination of dharma you know that we all have an alignment like in, in things that we you know places that we thrive in and actions that we naturally do with joy and maybe can bring forward is, is that a little bit what you described absolutely a, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. and Looking back into your own history, you know, with (laughs) all the travels that you have behind you and uh, to some people just fascinating life in just having, moving from country to country with family and being really set to different ends of the world. How did that reflect, you know, like... um, your chart i mean is that reflected in your chart would that be something that (laughs) can i ask you this personal question yeah you can can. Um,
1: it it is reflected in my chart very very much Mm -hmm. it is also reflected in my chart that i uh, may not let's say find a home and that my home is perhaps the spiritual home yeah. Um and in fact at some point I was so worried that the travel may not happen in my life that my astrologer confirmed that don't worry it will always be <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now I'm caught in Germany I can't leave anymore borders <laughs> <Portas> are closed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I'm happy not to need to immigrate again.
1: Immigration is a huge part of my chart. And mm-hmm. foreign languages is a huge part of my chart. Um, also, dealing with ancient wisdoms is a huge part of my chart. So, mm. yeah, and the sooner I could truly open up to it, um, the better. And that certainly has been part of my process. And, 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 I, and I truly feel incredibly blessed and also humbled by all my life's experiences um so
0: moving for you must have been even though we talked about the disorientation before but it must have been something that was easy to you as well if it's so reflected in your chart and if we if i come back to the dharma piece you know where we live in sync with who we are was it easy for you or not
1: Tough question. I'd
0: say both. Yeah, it's
1: it's easy in the way. I'm so excited about everything new, and I'm so excited about new dimensions, and I'm so excited about meeting and getting to know new people and cultures and ways of life. Yeah. And at the same time, this last time I had a lot more to lose than the times yeah. before. I had a lot more, um, at what I call on the heart level to let go of, yeah, I had to really let go of my children. And Mm. um, this last move that I made before coming to Germany, I really thought, wow, I'm not moving again, yeah. Mm. Because I'm someone who really invests into uh, relationships and, and bonds, and I really love people so much. And I, sometimes it really hurts to let that go. And every time it hurts, I have to say. Every time it's part of moving. And so there's both joy and pain. And I, mm. I feel all of it. Mm. I, and I embrace all of it also. And mm. what I focus on um, more and more and more is the totality that, that we are not really separate. know, mm. that we are interconnected that the space gives us what we need. And this is also what I learned so much from Joytish that right. if we really open up to space then we're guided. And this is yeah. when astrology is no longer needed when we are completely open to it.
0: And at the same time it means like living doesn't mean you know and living in in accordance to who we are with our true nature doesn't mean we can avoid you know all emotions the palettes of emotions that we are coming that's what I'm hearing you summing up you know that even though you are inclined to travel and do all these insights and practices it doesn't stop us from being human this is like part of the human game right
1: yeah, I think, I think we always have all spectrum of experiences and emotions. I am a very sensitive person. I'm a very emotional person, and I also feel very much my environment and people around me, and it also has a great influence on me. and at the same time we always have a choice and this is and this is what we gain through our spiritual path yeah that we that we are not like a bull with a ring in our nose and if Mm. there's pain we hurt and if there's fun we laugh but then we also really learn to create the distance and be in charge of what we choose to experience absolutely and every pain i feel i really make strong wishes that i can really learn from it and that i can really develop a lot of compassion for all beings because Mm. i know that if i'm feeling it so is everyone else at one point or the other Mm. um and at the same time when i experience joy i really try to share it with people because i i I feel this is what also we can um come together in in that joy so for me it's always
0: oops excuse me me. it's always both yeah it's always both that's true that's what i just wanted to say so in in turbulent times what do you how do you ground yourself is there a practice from jyotishri or a practice that you is there something you want to leave right now for the listeners because we hear you moving and we hear you going you know, awake through these emotional palette of um, you know of emotional palette of emotions, <laughs> no palette of emotions. So, what is is the one thing maybe that you would that's really helping you to ground yourself? If there is
1: one thing, good rest. <laughs> good rest. I love it. Good rest. Good oh, rest. Yeah. Good nutrition. Oh. Really good downtime. For me, it's incredibly recharging. Yeah. Um, and really, really trying to always see the best in, in the situation. Really trying to see the potential of the situation. Mm. And uh, yeah. I don't know, I know like if that's
0: it. what you were asking. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, you reflect exactly what we've been talking about about all along you know life is simple and if we make it complicated it's because we make it complicated and because we we're not acknowledging where we're living but we're either ahead or behind you know like living in the in the past or the future and that's you know so that would be my thing as well you know (laughs) press center yourself Ah, so thank you for coming on today daria um for people who want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Yeah, great
1: question. It's Uh, joy-tush.coach. Mm-hmm. uh I would be very happy to share with you the wisdom of this ancient tradition um, and guide you or just get to know you. So please reach out. Um, and we can do it over internet or telephone or in person once the whole Corona... Is through yes so yeah um, looking forward to meeting many of you and thank you very much for this beautiful opportunity and beautiful conversation i look forward to many more
0: yeah thank you we will post the link uh, below the interview and thank you daria for coming on on this sunny afternoon and in spring and uh, thanks to all listeners for tuning back in I see you very soon for my next show. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash Alexandra Kreis and pledge your donation.